What's going on people? Just a quick heads up. The audio you're about to listen to isn't the best and for that I apologize. I forgot the mic so we had to make do with the hands-free kit. Anyway, enjoy the show and I'll speak to you soon. Right, you're talking ish. Explain yourself. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wablo, I'm back. I said I'd be back and I am back. Thankfully, with a guest. Uh, returning to the Chatting Ish podcast season, God knows what episode, who knows the one like Stavros. How are you, sir? Brap, brap, brap. Life is good. I am blessed. How are you, sir? Like we haven't been talking for the past hour. I know, but we have to. We have to uh, keep a, keep up appearances in it. Now we're, uh, we're good. I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I'm good. I'm good. It's it's. I'm I'm taking each day as it comes, and. Uh, I have my health, so I'm good. I'm really good. Coolio, that's good to hear. Um, everyone is playing your side as well. Yeah, no. So um, it's been an interesting year for me, but I, it's also been an interesting year for you. Um, you're, Has it? You're, yeah, I mean, well, it's an interesting start of, to the year, I should say, because you're recovering from the damn COVID-19. Oh, you recovered. Didn't I say I didn't want to talk about that? Oh, did you, didn't did I say, you say I didn't that? Talk about it. Did you say that? No. Are you an idiot? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Stop saying that. I keep telling you, bruv. You do that with people from South, not from East. Yes, I am recovering from COVID. Um, I got it just before Christmas. So unfortunately, my wife's turkey did not have that succulent flavor that it usually does. Oh, you don't have like turkey? We had, yeah. Why? Because I, because. Oh, is that not? Um... No, wait. Before you even say what you're going to say, I, I, I assumed you of all people would think that turkey is too much of a dry bird. Why? Why? Because I don't know. I just figured. I, I always maybe maybe it's more your brother, but I just I just figured that you're you're well, somewhat of a food connoisseur. No, 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 not at all, man. No. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. My favorite food is McDonald's, bro. Are you serious? Oh, in fact, I shouldn't be surprised because New York. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you saw, <laughs> every every country I go to, I must do a, I must do a McDonald's. Oh, so, um, no, the, the the more fancy the restaurant, the less likely I am to like the food. Why? That's the because I don't think my palate is built for that for fancy food. I'm a bushman, and I like I like a bush palate. So you've never had a well cooked meal. No, no, no! I didn't say that. My wife cooks very, no, very wait, well. No, so. wait! I haven't finished. You, you've not Sorry. had a, a well-cooked, like fancy meal where they've used top ingredients and they've, they've, they've yeah, there's, gone. There's a restaurant. Um, what's it called? Ivy. Yeah, when I go to the Ivy restaurant, I, mm. I enjoy the food there. That's that's one of the the um the I don't know the fancy restaurants that I go to, and it's like yeah, the, the food is there is nice, which is why I go back. But so in other places. Like a like a Nobu or or these places at the top of all these buildings and all that. It's never nah. So what's the difference it. between Ivy and those places? I don't know Ivy. I don't know what it is. It's like there's. It's I don't know. I don't know. The food just tastes nice. And what's the other one? What's what's it? Mr. Chow? I know it's not. It's not. Cause, but some people see <laughs> Wait, some people see Mr. Chow's as a fancy thing. Wait, I don't know Mr. Chow's. It doesn't sound fancy. What is Mr. Chow's? Mr. Chow is um, a restaurant. They have uh, one in Miami, two in New York. They got one in London. I think they got one in somewhere else. Oh wow! So it's it's spread out a, a bit, but mostly in America. But I think they got like they got the one in London. So I've done, I think three. I've done New York. I've done Miami. I've done London. 
and uh, it's but it's basically just fancy Chinese. It, that's that's what it is. It's fancy Chinese, but it's like a you know your pretentious rappers like go there and stuff like that. I think the one in Miami I was there and there like there was a section where I'm sure there was some celebrity in the corner, okay. and if you listen to enough rap songs, they talk about it. So, um, yeah. So it's I think it's a more the pretentious thing, but and so so the price kind of reflects it. But the service is good. In fact, what you find in these restaurants is that I, I find the service is much better than the food. Much better. Than, <laughs> much better than the food. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we're, we're, we're slowly digressing here. Um, you were okay. saying that you were unable to uh, taste your wife's lovely cooking. Yeah, I had um, many of the symptoms for COVID, but I was very fortunate in that the most of them were not even mild. Uh, they were like less than mild. Like on a scale of one to 10, they were like two, most of them. So although I couldn't taste, maybe that was high, not being able to taste. I could smell, but I couldn't taste anything. In fact, it wasn't, you couldn't taste actually, because they've now split it. They said some people can't taste and some people, it changes taste. And for me, it was a change of taste. Food just didn't taste, chocolate, which I love, just tasted disgusting. The turkey just tasted dry, you know. So f- food was not enjoyable for a good couple of weeks. Um, yeah. Can I ask you, were you scared? No. At all? So all, all the all the fear mongering that's been happening in 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 the media, all the stories, all the cases, the stats, they, they didn't make. Uh, no, no, I've, I've, because I know enough people that have had it, and it goes one or two ways or three ways. I know people that have had it and died, like pretty much immediately. I know people that have had it and then they've been killed over, and they're just bed bound could barely do anything, almost like need a potty to go to the toilet because they can't get to the toilet. And then the majority of people that I know that have had it have been somewhat similar to me to one degree or another where they can carry on doing what they're doing. And it's like a um, a mild flu or a bad cold or some something on that scale. Mine was, was even a bad cold. It was it was a mild cold. It was an, more annoying than anything. Mm. So... So that was that. So I think I, what I know or what I would assume is I would have to be one of the former. So I'd either, you either get it and then it's usually the older people, they, it happens quite quickly. Or it's that category in the middle where they have breathing problems, you know, they're, they're sweating in bed and all that stuff. I didn't have any of that. So I knew I had the COVID after I took the test, um, but I, d- I didn't think it was going to get any worse than it. Well, I didn't think it was going to get much worse than it did. And it, it didn't, fortunately for me. Okay. So... I wanted to ask, would you take the vaccine? This is very interesting now because I am a, um, what's, it, what's it? I'm one of them key workers. I'm one of them important people. You get me, you get me in London. And so is my wife. We both work for the government. And she had an offer to have the vaccine. Oh, okay. Like this week. Oh, I don't know when you're releasing this, but as, as we're releasing, like she, as we're talking, if she accepted it, she would she would be vaccinated up right now. She would have had her first dose. So she didn't accept it. She did not accept it. So then, what about you? When they offer it to you, you're gonna say? I was gonna say cool, but my wife has been going down the Facebook uh, tunnel, and she's told me I'm not allowed to accept it. Ah, okay. She told me she told me to hold off for now and and see how things go. So I'm gonna do the dutiful husband thing and do what my wife is saying. So there's a possibility that I might be eligible to get it. Mm. And it's not, it's, it's still kind of 50, 50, but Mm. if, if, 
what's 50-50 is whether I can get it because technically um, they're, do, they're kind of doing me a favour by offering it to, and not just me, but to my work colleagues. But um, they're, okay. they're, 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 they're kind of doing us a favour. Now, if that favour pulls through, I think I might take it. Okay. I think I might take it. Um, I know loads of people are going to go, <gasps> really? No, you can't. Da, 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 da. I, I, my reason for taking it is I have a friend who's a scientist and in Clubhouse, the wonderful Clubhouse, called Crack House, as many people are referring to it, as um, there are many, many, many rooms that happen on a daily basis on the subject of the vaccines or the different, the three different vaccines and the studies and the findings and the results and whatever, whatever. And because I know this person personally, um, she's broken it down very clear and succinctly in a way that, if I'm honest, I'm I'm reassured. I'm reassured. I've 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 got some of the findings. I've uh, I've been sent some documents. I'm currently um, researching them right now, um, going through, reading all of that. And uh, I'm I've always I've always been a fan of science. I've always referred to myself as a scientist, not in a sense of me as a guy who's actually conducted experiments but i've always subscribed to science and from what i've read it's pretty convincing so uh if it's available i just might you, you just might 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 see me i don't know when weeks from now vaccinated with a third eye within it and a third limb or, or something or an extra limb or something <laughs> but yeah i'm anxious as it is and my sister had it over Christmas and that got me kind of quite worried. So if there's anything yeah. I can do to stop the potential spread or, uh, you know, to, to other members of my family, then I think that's for me, it's a calculated risk and uh, the, 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 the risks are low, extremely low, but yeah. Um, so the vaccine or the virus? Vaccine. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't let anybody uh, dissuade you from taking the vaccine, brother. No, it's, I, it's not. It's not. Um, which is part part of the reason why I wanted to say say that on here because uh, I know, especially amongst our community, when the blacks are not fans of vaccines. Like, let's be real. I've I haven't met one other black British person who's not in the medical field who said they will, are willing to take the vaccine, which is uh, interesting in itself. Um, yeah, I was. Okay, well, all right, apart from you uh, three minutes ago, but um, I'm saying in general, I'm sure many of your friends have said, nah, I'm not taking it. Da -da 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 -da. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know why. Um, you know why, we're cautious. We have reason to be cautious. Yeah, but we take other vaccinations. So why why are we being funny with this one? Well, some people don't have those vaccinations too. I, I know certain people that don't have other vaccinations. I know some people that travel without certain vaccinations. I know some people, and I'm included in that equation of people that don't vaccinate or or are picky with the vaccinations they give their children. But you've had tetanus, you've had BCG, right? 
Yeah, but that, yeah, but that was I didn't have the choice for the BCG one, didn't it? That's when I was a child. Tetanus, I can't, I can't remember. Maybe I had it when I went away or something. I can't remember that one. But let, let's say the vitamin K, for instance, that they try and give your your child when you're born. So you're somebody that's that's new new to this. Were you called the vitamin K? Yeah, uh, yes, mm. I think so. Okay. Wait, right, wait, vitamin. At what? That's, what? The one, that's the one they put in your child's mouth, isn't it? That's like, in their foot, sorry, like immediately after they're born or within the first hour or two. Okay, if it's immediately, then chances are we um we 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 took that. So you you did you guys didn't you didn't got you guys said no to that one. Yes, we said no to that one. Why? Why? Because it's not necessary. Okay. It's it's like um childbirth is a natural thing, and obviously um things can go wrong. It's obviously things don't go perfect all the time and you're very blessed when you have a child and they come into this world and they're healthy. But it's been going on since before vitamin K was a, was a thing. You know, I just don't think it's not something where every country does it. It's not necessary. The things I would give my child is something that I feel are necessary for the, for the progression and the health of them. Not just because, oh, we just, we do it to every child just because mm. it's just a thing. You know? And I don't, I I can't remember now because my child's four, so it's a long time ago. I've read up on it and was given all the information. It just, it just when you read it, it's like it's not necessary. It wasn't it wasn't needed. You know what? I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna ask because I I know we've had one, two, three, four. We've had four or five different injections so far. One, two, mm. three, four different injections. So no, three and then. Three injections since the birth, and I think one. Uh, I can't remember, but I, I, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask if if vitamin K, because you said that's not an injection. That's a drop. That's a drop. Well, my wife's saying one thing. I I've, I think they put it in the child's mouth. If I remember correctly. But yeah, that does sound my, familiar. My wife is saying that she thinks. Let me ask and uh, watch the space. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll 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 come back the next episode and um confirm. But yeah, no, I'm. So what about the MMR? No, she hasn't had that. Your child has probably had as many jabs as mine, and my child is obviously many times older than yours. So. No, I know, but would you would you be open to that? Would you be? Would I be open? They're they're, they're fully trying to um to pump it down her, her mouth. So if if for any person that has a child of my child's age and they haven't had the BC, what's it called? Sorry, the MMR. A- MMR, yeah. They, they would have had to have said no many times over. And so we've been in that situation. Every so often, the doctor just sends us a message. Are you ready for your MM, MMR yet? Blah, blah, blah. When the doctor is like in the hospital, taking her away. We almost have to run out of the hospital. No, no she's not having it. Jesus. Leave us alone. So uh, the MMR is, is serious things. They really, really true, do try and ram it down your throat. I have no issue necessarily giving her the vaccines uh, separately. I just don't like the idea of doing but, it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I they don't know. do it in this country. So I've, I've always planned to take her to Germany or somewhere where they do it. You can buy them separately and just do it there. Ah. Do it and would this country private. accept that? A private practice, potential, because again, I've forgotten. I've, I did my research and then I just haven't done it anymore. But um, I know in other countries you can go there and do it because it's cool in other countries. And here, it was fine up to a certain point. And then the government... It's not. They, I don't think they banned it. It's just like they don't sanction it. Mm. So, uh, hold on. My wife is jumping in. One second. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And one of the three. Uh, so it's measles, mumps, uh, and rubella. Yeah. Uh, 
one of those three. I don't think they make it individually anymore. Oh, so you've got no choice then. Potentially. Well, then you just do the other two. It's, it's not by force you have to do all three. Like measles and mumps would probably be, be more important than rubella. Like that's, when that's, was the last game? I was going to say, rubella. yeah. When was the last time? I, I don't recall ever hearing anyone having rubella. I don't even know what rubella is. Like where I live, I, well, I can remember rubella actually when I was younger. But where I live, measles is actually quite, um, it's more prominent than other places in the UK. So for London, it's worse than most of the places in the UK anyway. And then where I live, in the community that I'm around, it's actually quite higher um, because uh, it seems that in the, for whatever reason, East African and Asian community, is, is, they seem to have higher cases of, of uh, measles than other people in this country anyways. Mm. And I live around, um, that's, that's the community I'm, I'm around. So I, I guess I should have more reason to, to take it or to give it to my child than most. Man, all these bloody... Oh, there's so much to think about. Like, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, man. It's, it's very, very so much. much. You see, I'm on, I'm on the uh, uh, Vitamin K website or the stuff about pregnancy and all this and that. And what's the picture they show when they're saying you must take Vitamin K? A black woman and a, and a black man and a black child. Because <laughs> you know it's us that's saying no. Your baby will need to have vitamin K after they are born to prevent a rare bleeding disorder called uh, <laughs> hemorrhagic disease of the newborn, HDN. And vitamin K deficiency can cause HDN. So you might also hear people call HDN vitamin K deficiency. Yada, yada, yada. So yeah, you're, it's an injection. Yeah, so they give it to you as an injection, apparently. If you prefer, they can have it orally instead. So we will both write we were both right. Yeah, they okay. can give it to you in the mouth, or they can inject you in your foot. And I think we just we just decided. What some of the things is like, oh, we'll take it when a bit later. We just didn't feel comfortable giving our child stuff immediately, straight away. Yeah, because they want to yeah. do some some things before you leave the hospital. So there it is. There it is. And for us, like we had a, we had our child at home, and um, without any uh, assistance. Oh, it was just my wife and I. Yeah. Was that intentional? No, no. We were meant to go to have a water birth in one of the hospitals that's a little bit, it's not the closest hospital to us. Uh, the closest one to us is, is not one that we're happy with. So it's about a 20 minute, half an hour drive. Mm. And um, in the morning when she had the contractions or in the night, I should say, in the morning we went to the um, our actual appointment that we had with them. I think it was around 10 o'clock or so, or something like that. And then they sent us home. Two hours later, the baby was born. Imagine that. What was that? She woke me up. I fell asleep like a, like the bad dad I am, the bad husband I am. That's my wife is screaming in pain in, in labor. You know, I was sleeping. Mate. She woke me up and then uh, she said, I think the baby's coming. Now, we didn't want to go to the local hospital. So, like I said, it's a 20, 20, 25 minute, half an hour drive. I said, Do you think you can make it? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. I think my wife's kind of indecisive sometimes. And this is one of those times I said, Listen, babe, I can't answer oh, for you. Like, you have to. You have to, yeah. It's not even don't risk it. If we, I will take you, or we'll stay here. I have no problem, but I'm not answering on your behalf. If you think you can hold it, or wait, I don't know what it feels like for you. So if you think we can go to the hospital, then we're going. Let's go. And if you don't think we can go, then we'll call nine 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 and we'll do whatever we have to do. So she said, "No, nah, I don't think I can hold it. I don't. I think the baby's coming." So we called nine nine nine, but before they arrived, the baby was in my arms. Oh man, that's amazing. That's the quick version. So, and the thing is, basically, they were going to leave us. Like, they, they, they let me cut the umbilical cord. They clean her up. or They clean the baby up. They dumped her on me. And then they just dealt with my wife. And my wife was bleeding a bit more than they was, were happy with. 
They're like, mm, the bleeding hasn't stopped. They're just waiting for it to stop. It's like, mm, hasn't stopped. So we're going to take her in. If it wasn't for that, we would still be at home. So Jesus. I don't know when they would have given us all these um these things. It was only because of the bleeding that, that they sent us in. And that's that. So we were very, very blessed and lucky. Mm, man. Yes. Well, with, with, with me now, it was in the height of Corona. So it's uh, mm. that was interesting in itself. Fortunately, like, I, fortunately, we were there for the birth. Um, but the thing was, the deal was, uh, once the baby's born, you're only allowed an hour with uh, the, the, the father's wow. only allowed to be there for an hour. And, um, but fortunately, mm. they put us in our own, like, our own room and they gave me four hours like four or five hours like i could have slightly could have slept there if they, if if uh if i wasn't sitting where i was but um eventually i had to leave and then for the next two days i had to see them through a door i had to see them they, they that whole prison oh wow yeah that whole prison thing man they didn't even want her to come out come through the door because remember covid the lockdown was uh, the lockdown had ended by then, but there was still a lot of precautions, precautionary measures in place. So it was like we had to do the whole glass looking through the glass door thing. Um, one midwife was cool, and she let me. Um, she let she let she let baby came come out of the department, but then she got in trouble shortly afterwards for doing that. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. And then had it happened two weeks earlier, that I wouldn't have been in the delivery room because they were, they, they, okay. they at least, at least yeah, I, I, at least I was there. Like I said, at least I was there. So I was thankful for that. Yeah, it was, it was mad. I, and we had bare stories of like literally fathers just begging to be in there and in the delivery room. And they just said, no, we can't. I'm afraid you got to wait outside the hospital. Not even, not even outside the department or like outside the hospital. You're on road. You're actually on road. Mm, Just look, looking up to, looking up at one of the was many. It a life changing leaders. experience. Life changing experience. Mm, holding her was a life changing experience. Um, seeing her born was a surreal experience. Um, would I say it's life changing? Because I hear a lot of men say. You know, this, it was life changing. It opened my eyes, and and it didn't do any any of that for me. So yeah, I, th- I don't know if it did that for me either. It, it like I was I was I'm an anxious person generally, so I was very anxious and concerned during that whole process. But once once she was cool, once she was in the clear, holding her was I think I'd I'd say was more life changing than anything else. Mate, I never thought I'd have this conversation, but. <laughs> You, you didn't think you'd be talking about the birth of your child? No, I'm saying on 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 the podcast with like, I didn't think I'd ever have this conversation. I'm I'm very guarded. I'm very very reserved and yeah. Oh, so this is this is like a, you opening up a bit more than you're comfortable with. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Did you so did you hear you... did you hear my first? Did you hear my previous podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know. Moving forward, I want to try to be more transparent and more... Okay. Okay, so when did you lose your virginity? <laughs> you idiot, I'm not going. 
dickhead. I can't believe you. Um, do you know, oh, bro, do you know what trip? And you, we, all right, so me and Stavros were in a tri- uh, clubhouse room yesterday, um, eloquently, eloquently saying nothing room yesterday. And someone mentioned something which triggered me uh, f- uh, a few days earlier. So I came across a meme that said the following, and this was mentioned yesterday. Mm. Um, why do all men start a podcast instead of going to therapy? Okay, yeah, yeah. And I saw that and two things happened. I laughed straight away and then I was like, hold on, is this... Is, is there some truth to this? Is, is there, there some truth to this? Is there truth to this? And then the, the, the second half of the meme, which is hilarious, is um, some guy, some witty guy, as always, as, as you always find on Twitter, some, some guy said, for the same reason why women start OnlyFans instead of getting a job. Wow. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> but um, no, but it, it, I mean, let's talk about that. Do you think that that statement has any, there's any truth to that statement? For some people, I, don't, I, I wouldn't say for most. I think for most, it's, it's either an outlet or an ego thing. It's an outlet or a... Or an ego thing. An ego or an outlet thing? Mm, for most people. So if it's an outlet, okay. surely that's therapeutic. As in, uh, I want to talk about football with my guys. I want to talk about, um, uh, I can do that. I can see what these guys are doing. I can do that. We can do that. We're, we're witty. So more that way in outlet as opposed to therapeutic therapeutic needs. I think once you're doing it, it, it can be deemed as that. For instance, when we started ours, it was more, I don't think it counted to either one. It was for me because I just love doing new things and I love tech. And I was, I would say I was at the, the early, early stages of podcasting. It was something new to, to try. And then we did it and then it was, so it was fully just a band swing and a trying it out, an experiment thing in the beginning. But then we stopped. And one of the reasons that one of the guys said they wanted to start it again during, uh, you know, during our hiatus was that for that thing, meeting up with you guys and talking every week was therapeutic. Mm. And I I want that back because we don't see each other as much now we're not doing the podcast anymore. This, This podcast gave us an excuse to see each other every week you know so and and have and have a yeah and to talk and i and i missed that in my life so i want that back not me but that was said not verbatim but more or less that was said so i think it it can grow into that once you do it for long enough if you care about the people you're doing it with and if you enjoy the process so for me i definitely think there's the reason why that meme triggered me so much the reason why that meme triggered me so much was was because i definitely it resonated like it think there's definitely some truth to the matter and mm. it made me think is it just for men or does that apply to women as well no i think it's both but what i think you'll find with men is that when men gather and talk we like what we talk about on the pod so for instance you talking you talk exposing the birth of your child and me doing that with mine that's not necessarily something that we talk about in a group chat or you know something like that or maybe if we if we go out for dinner as mates we might not be talking about that. Maybe if it just happened, we might talk about it, but like your child is whatever age and my child is whatever age, it wouldn't necessarily be a conversation, but because we're talking about a podcast, it's almost like you have to flesh out space. And it's the same thing, I guess, when you do therapy, I've never really done therapy before, but I guess there's a lot of open space that they want you to fill in. And once you, it's like an uncomfortable space. And once you need to fill it in, you have to now look inside and what can I fill in this space with? And I don't think guys do that as often with each other. I know that we don't do it at all, but we might not get to certain depths. Mm. I think women 
are more inclined to do it with each other naturally. So even though they're doing it in the podcast world as well, because it would be for me, it would be the same thing. But I just think they're probably more likely if it's four girls that are friends and they decide to do a podcast, they probably were speaking about those things before they recorded anyways. And the conversation is really shifting from having brunch just to being there in the studio. Whereas I think with the guys, depending on the type of podcast, most, maybe 50, 60, 70, 80% of the podcast would be the same thing if they were talking around the pool table. But then there's that 20% that they just they never would have spoken about this if it wasn't for the pod. That makes sense. And that that's, that's sense. the therapeutics side. But then you get different, I mean, depending on, I don't know about your particular friendship group, but I know of, and, and it's not necessarily my friendship group, but I know of friendship, friendship groups that are very, that are quite close and discuss intimate matters like that regularly. Mm. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe I'm generalizing wrong. Maybe I'm generalizing wrong. And I'm, I'm a bit older. Maybe the youngster people are much more in tune with their... Yeah, um, yeah, quite possibly. They, you know, they, I don't know, whatever side they're in tune with, but they're in tune with it. And uh, so, you know. And then you have the, the byproduct of people listening to so many podcasts and and hearing people talk about therapy and talking to your friends and, you know, speak to us if you need anything and send us a, a, a note for us to give you some advice. So it's, then it becomes now part of the, the process of life. Well, I heard this on the podcast, you know, they were talking about um, prostate cancer. Have, have you guys ever got tested? Cause, and then now you bring it up in a in WhatsApp conversation or if everybody listens to the same podcast they talk about it, and then somebody's like, well, have, have you ever been tested kind of thing? That kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe, so it might be circular. Why, um, why do you listen to podcasts? Why do I listen to podcasts? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. That was a good question. Um, same as everyone in that. It's 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 an enjoyable um medium. I like uh, half of it is listening to competition, and I, I do see <laughs> I do see it as competition. That's such a stabbers answer. Go on. For better or worse, I do see other podcasts as com- like in my field as competition, whether I love them or, or or not. And then there's a big chunk that's educational, and then entertainment. So educate entertainment and education. Yeah. Okay. Which I, I, for as, as far as comes, I'm concerned, every media comes down to those two things, whether it's books, uh, radio, TV, movies, it's education and entertainment. And podcast is no different. I think that's what most people do it for, isn't it? Or that's, that's, why, that's what you're consuming. You're either there to be entertained or you're there to learn. Okay. I, I like to use, um, for, for me, it's I love learning and entertainment and escapism. I don't know if, if the two are the same. I don't know if there's a difference. I don't know if there's a distinction to be made. Part of the reason why I listen to so much podcasts is that I can escapism, I guess. So what are you escaping from? Life. What's wrong with life? Or what, which, sorry, that's, I'm, I'm trying to put on my therapy hat. I don't think that's the correct question. It's, not, it's, would, it's uh, not a case. Which part of life do you need to escape? Or would you like so, so it, I, I, I am of the belief that we all escape, we all need to escape from life for one reason or, or another, whether it's through music, through particular hobbies, through um, exercise, whatever. You, it, it's, it, there is something, there is a pastime that you do, there's a, there is an activity that you do to, it's almost like giving yourself a break from life. 
to 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 change the monotony mm. and also the sh- the crappy points of life. Okay. And um, but you have so many hobbies. Who? You. The, aren't, well, isn't what DJing enough for you? Yeah. You, or you DJ? No, but it, so here's you, the thing. So here's the thing. It, think of it like this: we need we need to eat. Well, depending on who you like, what type of your the way you eat. But I, I, on average, three times a day, right? Effectively, you mm. can have the same meal three times a day, but you don't. You want variation. So, granted, I may do this particular pastime and I may do that pastime, but I still want variation. My palate may may no, be broad. Bro. Excuse me. No, I'm not snapping at you. Don't do that. Okay. You don't McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you wouldn't eat McDonald's three yeah, times a day. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, if you did go to McDonald's three times a day, you wouldn't eat the same meal three times a day. Don't even try to think would, about it. Well, you wouldn't, wouldn't do it every day. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't. You'd have a Big Mac one I day, a quarter pounder, and it's, you'd get bored. You'd change it up. But yeah, that's, so that's so that's that's for me. That's for me. Yeah, that's that's escape. All right, because for me, music I could say is an an outlet for me. I wouldn't really call it escapism, unless it's house. Because once it's house and it and it gets euphoric, then I can actually be like in a on a different terrestrial zone. I can I, that can happen, but I don't listen to it for that. I Do you ever close your eyes when you listen to music? House, yes, I'll be there. So, 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 so why you, why are you closing your eyes? Why are you why are you closing when you close your eyes? It's you're what are you doing? You're you're shutting yourself off from the world visually. If, if that's how you want to put it, I wouldn't. Put, I'm not putting it like that. As far okay. as I'm concerned, it's like I just want to be engulfed in the music. It's not that I'm trying to. Why? Run that's away my point. Me. Why do you want to be engulfed? It's, all right, so it's not a case of it, running away. It's a it's it's a welcome distraction. It's not. No, what? it's not. It's nothing to be a distraction. No, I'm. To, I, no, no, I, no, 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 no. I'm not saying your music is a distraction. I'm saying. Um, escapism as a mechanism or tool is 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 not running. I think is you have to be careful with your words when you say running away. Mm. I just I don't say I, I I wouldn't say running away. It's a it's just like a break. It's a it's a five minute break. It's a ten minute. It's a it's a whatever. It's it's. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but for me the break is the break. I'm not the break is the break. If I'm doing anything else, it's just filling in space. For the break, if that makes sense. No, the music is not break. <laughs> so let's say, I don't know, I don't know. Let's let's say white noise is is the stuff that's going on in your life, wherever it may be, work, relationships, uh, friendships, blah 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 blah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the white noise ceases to exist and there's silence, and then the white noise comes back again after let's say half an hour. That half an hour is the break. The white noise is the break. Now I can fill in the white noise with many different things, whether it be music or reading a book or going on social media. But the break was the space. The other stuff was just things I can do during the space that maybe I couldn't do or I couldn't do as productively during the white noise because I was busy doing other things. So I, so for me... Bro, this is sound like, sounding like Inception right now. Is it, does it make sense to you what I'm saying? No, it, it kind of does, but you've got gaps in your day that you feel, but which 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 sounds like a dream within a dream. Like I think I'm maybe because I'm very 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 busy, and so I just don't have time to do nothing. 
So listening to a podcast for me, for instance, is, is a good way of overlapping. So I'll be homeschooling my daughter whilst listening to a podcast about whatever it is, and I'm doubling up. And then some people, like, they have the TV on in the background all the time. I hate oh, that. But, so why uh, do you do that? Why do you listen to a podcast and homeschool your daughter? Because I have a lot of podcasts I listen to, and if I don't listen to them, then they stack up. So that's purely a time thing. If, if, so, if I so, had, what if, so what if they stack up? What's the... What's the I'm a completist, so I need to listen to it <laughs> to the more. All right. So it's not it's not like I'm going to skip it and be like, oh, just fine, and I'll miss this episode. If I enjoy the podcast, I'm going to listen to it, and I don't want it to be stacking up because there are only certain certain amount of hours in a day, and I don't mm. want to sleep at some point. So I I think um, for uh, you know yeah, it's this thing about escaping. It, you know, it's, it happened recently actually this 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 year no last year sorry 2020. And it was one of the first times, I think I even mentioned my wife. I said, it's the first time, because we went on holiday, for instance. So a lot of people, they go on holiday to escape. I don't, I go to explore. It's not about running away from anything. I, I know I'm using the term running away. And sorry, I, I can't, I think you're, maybe you think it's a bit harsh, but for me, it's just an easy way of putting it. I'm not running away from anything. I'm running towards okay. a, new, a new thing. But the holiday I had last year, it was the first time I, would, I could put it in the category of running away. I was like, I needed space. And it, so that would have been like the, and the fact that it was so foreign to me, I talked about it with my wife. It's like, this is the first time I can ever remember saying, I need to get away from it. And just less, I'm, we we're happy to go. It, I think both of us were just happy to leave and um, chill out in a resort. And you, well, you know, I'm like on holidays. I like walking around. I like doing stuff. Mm. This is, we went to a resort and we sat in a resort for however long it was. We were there for well, five days or a week or whatever it is. And we went out a little bit. I still had to do a little bit of my shopping and my sightseeing. But we sat there and, you know, I was happy to sit down and just be in bed or go to the to the pool. And that is not me. But it's like I needed that break. And this was during the cold. It was the middle of COVID. You know, I had had people that died. I wasn't seeing my family as much as I, as I used to because of COVID. I wasn't seeing my friends as much as I used to because of COVID. So I'm a communal creature. I'm a friendly person and to, and I'm a family person and to not be around my family and all that stuff. It was, you know, it was, it was a little bit, uh, I guess it's the first time in the last like decade for me, fully like literally in the last decade where if somebody was talking about mental health, I could, I, like when people were talking about mental health on podcasts and stuff, and you know, you have to watch your mental health because things are harsh. You know, for the first few months I was rolling my eyes like I always do when I hear that kind of stuff. But eventually yeah. it actually caught up to me. I actually got it. Like it's yeah, it's, it's it's not not it wasn't hard, but it was just like it was it was it was becoming a bit oppressive. And I needed to to that release. So it came okay. a good time. All right, so let me ask you one thing and then we'll move on. Um, if you didn't get to do what you like doing, listening to podcasts, listen to music, doing, you know, all these activities, mm. how, how would you feel? What would your day be like? What would life be like? Like if you went, went, I don't know, a period of time not being able to listen to your podcast, your many, many podcasts. Or, or, forget or, forget or, the podcast. I, I, I can live without the podcast. It's the music I cannot live without. So how will that affect your life? Like, what what, what would that do? I w- you've seen The Wizard of Oz. Oh, uh, yeah. You know when the w- witch shrews up in, what is it? I'm melting, I'm melting. Yeah. <laughs> that would be me. Okay. That would be me. I, can, I, I don't think. Like, I know, like, f- literally, it's not the truth. 
But my brain tells me if there was ceases to be music, I would just cease to exist. I would just evaporate. Huh? I, 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 I don't know what I'll do about music. Okay. Okay. That um, is, is very important to me. <laughs> very important to me. Okay. All right. Moving, moving on. Uh, I have no way to segue into this smoothly, so I'll just get into it. Bro, did you see that news news article about the police officers who hired a barber to come down to the station to cut their hair? No. Oh, mate. I need to read this to you. Hold on. See, me, because I'm a rule breaker, doesn't, doesn't bother me so much. Do you understand, like, the people who are in charge with enforcing the law broke the mm. law? That's what happens normally in life, everywhere. Yeah, but not at, not not at this scale. Thirty-one officers, yeah, arranged like a, a barber. A barber was was arranged. Someone arranged for a barber to go down to a police station and cut thirty-one officers, like the hair of thirty-one officers. You don't. That's bonkers. Do you not think? Like, I mean, it's the it's it's one of the most weirdest oh. new bit of news I've heard this. I don't know in the last six months with everything going on. Like how. How the, the audacity you, 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 have, you must have to do that. The, the, the country's in lockdown. Literally, the country's in lockdown. You are finding people. You are raiding salons and, and barbershops, like under, underground secret barbershops everywhere. You're finding, you're issuing crazy fines. And then you arrange for a barber to come to the police station to cut 31 officers' hair. That's mad. You don't Who think? snitched? <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think what I think, what I think, what I think. Do I not think it's crazy? Yeah, fair enough. I guess not. Re- no, not really. I can see what it shouldn't have been done. Obviously, they should uphold the law. But outside of that, I don't think people. I don't think. Mo- I don't think most people uphold the law, whether they're um, in law enforcement or not. I just think it's a guide for people that actually feel like following it or, or are too meek to break it. I, there's so many laws I break all the time and that's, that's just about life. No, right? and, and I hate, and I, I get that, but there's something specifically really odd about this one. 31, not seven, not four, not three, but 31 officers all breaking the law in the bloody police station. I think you should look at it like this. If there is a police station where 31 police officers are happy to break the rules without fear of reprimand, even during this COVID season, then what do you think they're doing when outsiders are not coming in? There is no chance of anybody snitching because it's the, it's the blue wall of silence. The police break the rules and the laws all the time, whether they're beating a, a, somebody up in their cell or taking drugs off somebody and putting it in their own pocket or taking money and not taking the drugs instead of letting people people off. You know, it's normal for police to break the law. This is just one of those times they got caught. That's how I'm looking at it, which is why I'm shrugging my shoulders. Yeah. So I, I don't think the police are, are in any which way, like, moral. It is, it is, it is alarming because there's something, it's indicative of what, is possible like it just blows my mind 31 that's that's a group chat that's a that's an email that's a group email that's that's your that means that there's bound to be some senior officers amongst that 31 
Not necessarily. But definitely, I refuse to believe they're all low-ranking officers. There's going to be some mid and high-ranking officers amongst that. Thirty-one, bro. No. I think you should be more concerned if it was less. If it's three or four, because then, then no, because that just one... that, that's a small group. That's a small group in a. That's just like a. What do you call it? A bad, a bad pick of bad pick of a bad bunch apple. or whatever. Bad apple. A, bad apple in a bunch of. I don't know in, in a, a fruit barrel. store in a in a barrel whatever yeah is that good grief um no because once he's thirty one then it's like. Once you're the 29th person, you're thinking, well, fair enough. The man's here now, isn't it? Might as well. Are you going to be the, the, the 30th person and be like, how dare you? We are we are meant to uphold the law. Get this person out of here now. No, 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 I'm no, no, no. Put I know. On all of you. No, I know. We're all, we're all aware of how the blue wall of silence operates, isn't it? You just say, no, nah, I'm good. I'm happy with my bifro. I'm happy no, with my, um, my mullet. I'm happy with my sidebirds. Well, I'm sure there were a bunch of people that actually said that. Still, thirty-one is a hell of a lot, mate. Unfortunately, this story—if—if—if if, if I had come across it, I would have breezed past it. It wouldn't have been anything that would even raise my eyebrow. I'd be like, then that—it's oh, that, then that makes me think. Um, oh, you have a really, um, well, I guess it's fair. Fair. I was gonna say you have no uh, faith in the police system. I don't have faith in people. System. What is a police system? That you think at a time where it's it's absolutely crucial that the public the members of the public follow the simplest of rules by isolating inside and not coming into contact with any other people that the fact that this the, the state one of these stations that are responsible for enforcing such laws have invited have reached out to a barber have contacted the barber and say, I want to book you for your services, which is one, which is illegal. And the barber, barber's probably thinking, uh, okay. And then 31 people line up and get their hair cut. Bro, that, that, that anyway, let's move it on. It is what it is. It is, it is. It, clearly. Are you, do you watch, uh, like fight, do you watch MMA or boxing or anything like that? Not really, no. Are you familiar with Jake and Logan Paul? A little. Are you are you fam- are you familiar with Jake Paul, uh, who knocked out Nate Robinson during the Tyson fight recently? Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if I should even bring use this as a topic since you're not really an MMA fan. But anyway, Jake Paul who is brother to Logan Paul, who is a, I think he was a Disney star slash YouTuber. Mm. He's now fighting. I think his next fight has been, um, he's, he's been doing, he's, 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 he's like his brother, he's got into boxing and he had a fight with Nate Robinson and he knocked him out and that went, that will, that became a meme and it went viral that moment that this YouTuber knocked out an actual athlete. Granted, he wasn't a boxing athlete, but still an athlete nevertheless. He's now been, um, his next fight is with an actual bona fide MMA fighter. I forget the guy's name. I was going to ask what you thought about that, but uh, I know it's, you're not really a follower of UFC, are you? Uh, UFC, MMA, BMX, no. I'm not a, a follower of any of those sports. That's said BMX. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know, man. I've I've never been the type to sit down and watch people hit each other. I don't really get unless it, oh. it was WWE. 
and entertainment, then yeah. Or in so you real never life. Watched, you never watched Tyson in his heyday? Not really. I mean, with with big boxing uh, events, I can go to somebody's house at one o'clock in the morning with the you know and sit down with the lads and watch a watch a thing but for me it's more of a communal thing i would never sit there and necessarily watch it well no, no let me not say never because even then if i'm watching it at home or on my on my ipad or something it's for the communal thing because we're sending messages with each other or i'll know in the morning everyone's going to be talking about it it's not necessarily for the beauty of the game of or for the beauty of the art of hitting each other because I don't, I, I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't bring, it doesn't bring me much pleasure. So yeah, so this thing about the MMA people and boxers and other sports artists fighting against YouTubers, YouTubers who have now gone into this field. For me, um, I guess the interest was in the beginning when it happened. You had YouTubers that started fighting each other because yeah. they have some following. They they bought their massive following. They made KSI money. KSI and Logan Paul, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then the promoters saw this and said, okay, we can do something with this. Because I think these guys have to do it on their own. I think the promoters weren't really interested in them. Then they realized, oh, these guys are actually making money. They actually have followings, you know. Now they're bringing them into the mainstream. And these guys are trying to bring out the main boxers so that they can raise up their purses. You know, people from the YouTube world, people from the boxing world. And let's bring our whole community. Because I don't think the community is necessarily crossover too tough. But we can bring our whole communities and double up on the money. So for me, it's, it just seems like a like a money moves. Makes sense to me. Because it, it's not that these people haven't trained. They've been training. So just because you're a YouTuber, what has that got to do with whether you can box or not? Nothing. You're right. But it's there's an interesting trend that is happening right before our eyes where, I mean, I think I could be wrong, but it started with KSI and Logan Paul, which is the brother of Jake Paul. And mm. that amassed 1.3 million pay-per-view buyers, like, these are two YouTubers and they're getting, they're getting Mayweather type views. And then that was one thing, as you said, it was, it was, it was, um, not isolated, but it was, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was, they were in their own world, YouTuber, YouTubers fighting YouTubers. Then you saw Mayweather fight Conor McGregor. That was two people mm-hmm. in their respective sports coming together. Again, that was cool. You know what? They're two, um, amazing athletes. With an mate, with both with incredible legacies, cool. All right, you want to cross sports? All right, that's one thing. And then now you're getting this 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 merge now, where you're getting a YouTuber fight a bona fide um, MMA athlete. Like it's it's weird. I think it's it's a it's an indictment on society as a whole. <laughs> I would do. I don't know what it was like before, but obviously with the onslaught of social media, you have people basically living their life like WWF or WWE. This is so when I grew up, I thought WWE was real. I thought these wrestlers were actually fighting for real. And and then obviously you get older, you realize, oh, it's all a game. They're just doing it for entertainment and to make money. And that's what society is turning towards in general now. It's all a game. So you might have your real MMA fighters fighting each other. Obviously, it's a real fight. Somebody's going to get knocked out. Somebody's getting their arm dislocated. But then now when these people join in the field and it's like, oh, we'll take it to the boxing match, it's just about the money. It's not about, it's changed. It's it's a game now. It's like, you know, if you come over here, you're going to make some money. Like, I know you might knock me out, but I might make 10 million today. And I'm willing to get knocked out to make that like 10 million. I'll train. I'll try and beat you because then I can make 15 million off the next person, if, especially if I beat you. So don't get me wrong, but it's, it's now the game. It's not about the sport or the art. 
So it is what it is, man. People, people, it's, it's, it's everything is about money. Yeah, sorry. Could you say that last bit again? It's about bragging rights. It's about putting your face out there. For better or for worse, back in the day, people, no, did, celebrities wanted to be celebrities. Not everybody wants to be celebrities. Everybody wants to be rich. The rich part, I, I, I can understand. But the celebrity part, everybody wants to be a celebrity. And Don't you think everybody wanted to be a celebrity before? Because I have this conversation with Mikey all the time. He genuinely thinks social media has changed people's behavior. I, on the other I, on the other hand, think social media has allowed people to reveal their behavior. We're, we're now, we've now got access to people's behavior because 20, 30 years ago, before, before mobile phones, people's, people always tried to front at the club, tried to have a bottle, tried to have a nice car, nice clothes, and pretend they were somebody. That's never changed. Now, that same behavior occurs but with one of these in their hands, with a phone in their hands and, you know, filming, taking pictures, they're doing it for the gram. But before they so did I'll it you, for people in that club. I'll tell you the difference. Back in the day, before all of this stuff, everybody fronted. Yeah, so don't get me wrong. There's always this element of, of peacocking or showing your best or doing this in different elements. It could be when you go to the pub. It could be when you go to the club. It could be when you yep. go to the pool hall. It could be when you go to school, whatever it is. But these were like um, elements of your life. They weren't your life. The social ma- media has, has taken over people's lives and you live it 24-7. So you have to, like we was on a club, clubhouse room the other day. We were on it, or I was on it for eight hours. That was a third of my day. A third of my day was in <laughs> a, a, a room. Now, if I was on uh, Instagram or Twitter, for another third of my day, and then something else for another third of my day. Let's say I slept for that other third because you're meant to sleep a third of your day. So let's say I actually slept. So now I'm spending all my waking hours in the public eye. You didn't spend all your waking hours in the public eye before. So now because you spend all your waking hours in the public eye, I need to get this plastic surgery because everyone's going to see me. Before it was a, more of a celebrity thing. This is because I, me as a celebrity, I'm always in the public eye. I need to get Botox because I don't want to be judged. Now everybody wants to get Botox, so you know. Obviously, I'm I'm embellishing things, but you get my point. There's a the, people might look at it and be like, "Why is it you want to get that BBL?" It's like because I'm always in the public eye. I am going to be taking pictures for the next decade of my life and posting them on social media, week, daily, weekly, hourly. I'm 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 a, I'm as much of a celebrity as Beyonce. In fact, there's more pictures of me online than Beyonce. Like this other person, you know, this hypothetical person. You can find more pictures of me on my Instagram with 10,000 pictures than you can of Beyonce, the biggest pop star in the world or whatever you want to call her. You get me? I have just as much um, need to keep myself in shape as she does. And that is permeates through not just the person, but then the, the, their families and their fans and then society as a whole. So yes, you had the elements of it there before, but the opportunity, like you said, wasn't there, wasn't there for people to flesh it out as much as they do now. But with that opportunity to flesh it out as much as they do now, it changes who you are as a person as well. It's it's not just a reflection. It's a changing of you as well. Yeah, I, I kind of disagree with that one. Oh, okay. I kind of disagree with that one. I feel okay, that, I, 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 sorry, go on. I, feel that, I, I was going to say, I feel that potential of being that person who would change as a result, whose behavior would change as a result of where the attention is now. Because social media is just like a... a, 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 a a refocus of attention before the attention was out now it's in it's it's here it's focused on one this this little thing which in turn on the flip side it 
um, distributes it to everybody else. But I just think they would have done that. Like, it's like it's like when you go to Times Square. Like, uh, two years ago in Times Square, there was uh, when Spider Man, what's the Spider Verse, Universe, Home Verse, whatever came out. The, yeah. the animated one came out. There was a into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse. That's it. There was a uh, campaign. There was an advertising camp. There was a marketing campaign where they stuck a camera in the middle of Times Square, right? Mm. And that's an old tried and tested thing from back in the day yeah whenever you put a camera on times square i'm sorry whenever you put a camera in public humans flock to the camera whether it's today 20 years ago 30 years ago literally last week i watched um a new yorker do a new yorker used to go around interviewing people in the 70s yeah and he he uh, i watched his old archive footage of him doing this in the 70s and Obviously, people weren't familiar and comfortable around cameras as they are now, but it's remarkable to see how fascinated these people were by the camera, how drawn they were by the camera, how they they literally just 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 moved their they they just moved their being and they focused all their energy towards this camera because there's something about people want attention, isn't it? We're social creatures. We want to be seen. We want to be heard, and we want to be part of something. And I feel that manifests its way in, 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 in different, manifests itself in different ways, depending on what the uh, weapon of choice is. In this case, it's the phone or social media or what have you. It, 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 I think you're talking the difference between, because you mentioned potential before. So it got me thinking about potential energy and kinetic energy. And I think you're talking about, <laughs> I think you're talking about the difference between the two, because let's look at it like, um, you are about to kill somebody because they've done you some sort of harm, yeah? And then you stop yourself and then you walk away, yeah? Or in fact, no, somebody stops you. Somebody yeah, jumps yeah. in, Somebody, you had a knife in your hand, you're about to stab somebody, somebody pulls you back and stops you. And instead of what you're doing, somebody that knows you grabs the knife out of your hand and says, like, get out of here, man. And you, you run off, you, you catch your senses, you're gone, yeah? If that man wasn't there, you would have stabbed this person and you'd be a killer. Your Allegedly. action led you to okay allegedly but because this person was there in the way they stopped you you are no longer a killer but your actions were the same you swung out to do something to somebody but you you are not a murderer you're not a killer and you'll you'll die not being a murderer not being a killer whereas if that person wasn't there you would have even though you did the same actions it's the potential and the kinetic that title on you being a murderer it doesn't exist you'll die a person that didn't kill anyone but you had the same intention so that that phone it doesn't just bring out who you really are. Yeah, it, it makes something different because once I've bought it out, I am now something that I wasn't before. I am now the killer because I wasn't the killer. If I, if I, if I never killed you, if I never had that phone in my hand, i.e. the knife, then I wouldn't have killed you. But now I've got it and I've got the opportunity to use it and I do use it. And once I've used it, it's turned me into something else. See, using your uh, analogy, I'd flip it and say the phone is the Good Samaritan. How so? who prevented that person from killing. I, I don't get how that makes any sense. What? I, I was joking. It's all right. They <laughs> <laughs> these dry jokes. You got to no, know um, Yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's, 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 a, there's a picture, a before and after picture of a whole bunch of people reading the paper 
on a New York subway. And then that was like, obviously in the seventies or eighties or maybe even nineties. And then a similar picture of a whole bunch of people in their phones in the noughties and the tens and the twenties now, I guess. And I just think nothing's changed except our focus of attention or how, or how low we layer, we, we point our, um, we have our heads down. That's what I think anyway. Well, before, when you're reading the paper, you're a, you were a consumer. You were consuming information. Now on Twitter, on Instagram, on, on whatever social media you want, Facebook, Clubhouse, you are not just a consumer. You are a publisher yourself. You've turned from just a consumer of news, whatever news may be, or inf- let's say information, and now you are the publisher of, of that information. Yeah, but if we're using a train example... At that moment in time, nobody's publishing it. People are consuming at well, that moment no. in time. On the New York subway, there's internet access and people are publishing on Twitter saying, oh, the person next to me stinks. Bro. I am a publisher. The, 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 the internet on the subway in New York is very choppy and it's in between stations. So chances are people are consuming. They're either playing games or they're watching um, videos. Take it for someone who commuted on the New York subway for almost two years. Okay, because I've never done it myself. I've never been on... I didn't say that. I'm saying take it for someone who did it for for almost two years. I think you're picking on the semantics of the the situation. End of the day, my point is that, yes, the visuals might look the same, but the outcome is completely different. That newspaper that has 400 people in offices in four different bureaus around wherever that that sends their information to a million readers is different now from you one sending your information to a billion eyes. You one has more power than those 400 people that have gone to school and done all this education to, to and, and all this training to give you the news. Whereas this one person could say, wake up on whatever side of the bed, take a picture, write a message, do a meme that is particularly funny or witty or interesting and blow over that day. They they run that day. They run that week. They run the news stream. Every podcast is talking about that person, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's different, man. Consumer and publisher, different things. And the world is full of publishers now. Well, on that note, Stavros, I'd like to thank you for being on this episode. I'm, I don't want to number the episodes anymore because I, I just, I, it's too much pressure and I feel like I'll just keep getting the numbers wrong. But no, thank you very much for joining me on on, on the return of Chatting-ish. A pleasure to have you me. back. Thank you for having me. I'm always happy to haul myself on other people's podcasts. <laughs> Where can they find you, bro? Oh, they can find me uh, on my List social media. your many, many, many handles now i don't know uh, but you can find me personally at stavros bus or stavrosboss.com everything is at stavros bus on insta on twitter on clubhouse on uh what's that one that got shut down recently parlor parlor i had a parlor account for ages i think are you serious social media i like grabbing my title i like, I like having you? my yeah. when i say i'm stavros everywhere stavros bus everywhere i mean it were you the only black on parlor I don't. I never use it, but no. but it doesn't hurt to have uh, an account, does it? And at the time when I uh, joined, when when I pick, uh, picked onto it, I mean, it's always been like the, the right wing free speech kind of thing. But mm. it, it it got worse after I knew about it. 
Yeah. Mm. In my eyes, anyways. This is like before, what's her name joined? The, the, that Tompkins, whatever. Katie Hopkins. Yeah, well, Oh, yeah. she's on there. She was on there. She would have been, yeah, because all of the people that got kicked off Twitter went there, innit? So it became more and more toxic. The more people got kicked off, the more people got disenfranchised with the mainstream, started going there, and it got more and more toxic. But anyways, you can find me at Stavros Bus everywhere. But find me, more importantly, you can find my podcast at ESN Podcast on all the social medias. But wherever you are listening to this podcast, please go and search for Eloquently Saying Nothing. It's my podcast that I do with four of my friends. I've been doing it for a long time. And uh, yeah, we would like more listeners and we would like to share our information with you. So thank you very much for having me and giving me the chance to speak to your millions and millions of listeners. Whatever. Whatever, let's not compare views because yours will beat me. <laughs> By maybe one or two. Oh, whatever, bro. That's why, reveal your reveal your view count. No. Exactly. Anyway, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, have a wonderful, what day is the day? Thursday, Friday. Have a wonderful weekend. Um, I should be putting this out in the next 24 hours. Well, it's not going to be the next 24 hours if you're listening to this. But yeah, thank you for listening uh, and catch you next week. Slack for life. Peace. Peace.